This is The Space Shot, episode 42, for June 25th, 2017. The answer to life, the universe, and everything. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. For those of you that haven't read or seen The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, 42 is the supposed answer to everything in the universe. I've got a lot to cover on today's episode, the SpaceX launch of the next Iridium satellites, Herman Oberth, the Progress Mir collision, and the STS-50 mission. So let's get to it. First in space news, SpaceX just launched the newest 10 satellites that will become part of Iridium's new Next constellation. The launch occurred right on time at 1.25pm Pacific Time. The Iridium launches to geostationary transfer orbit have an instantaneous launch window, meaning that the rocket must lift off at just the right time in order to reach the proper orbit. Today's launch is the first time that the new titanium hypersonic grid fins have been used on the Falcon 9. Yesterday, Elon Musk tweeted this development saying in a tweet that, quote, Flying with larger and significantly upgraded hypersonic grid fins, single-piece cast-and-cut titanium can take re-entry heat with no shielding. Twitter user at 06Bravo asked if the new fins are heavier than the originals, and Musk responded saying that they are slightly heavier than shielded aluminum, but have more control authority and can be reused indefinitely with no touch-ups. Naturally, Twitter has been in a frenzied state wanting close-up pictures of the titanium grid fins. SpaceX released a close-up image of the new grid fins, and yeah, they're pretty sweet looking. The Falcon 9 Core B1036 successfully landed on the automated drone ship, just read the instructions, even though Elon Musk had mentioned earlier today that winds near the ship were on the edge of the performance envelope for the Falcon 9 landings. As always, in the show notes, I'll have links to the SpaceX tweets, as well as to the SpaceX Launch Vehicle Core History wiki page, available at r slash SpaceX Lounge. Now for some space history... On June 25, 1894, physicist and mathematician Hermann Oberth was born. He is considered one of the three fathers of rocketry. The others are Robert Goddard and Konstantin Tsiolkovsky. All three of these figures reached similar conclusions with their research about rockets. Oberth's publication of the book The Rocket into Interplanetary Space earned him recognition within the scientific community. Oberth realized from an early age that a multi-stage rocket was necessary for spaceflight since staging would allow the upper rocket stages to maintain the speed from the first stage and continuing to gain speed as they went along without the weight of the first stage which would fall away. Oberth went on to mentor Werner von Braun and they worked together in Germany and later in the United States. On a super nerdy note, in the Star Trek universe there is an entire class of ships named after Hermann Oberth. The Oberth-class science vessels were featured prominently in movies and TV shows in both the original series, movies, and the Star Trek The Next Generation series. Twenty years ago today, a Progress resupply module collided with the Russian Mir space station. What was meant to be a routine procedure ended up severely damaging the station. The Spectre module of the Mir station was damaged by that collision, and with the hull of that module compromised, the station began to lose atmosphere. Thankfully, the two Russian cosmonauts and British-American astronaut on the station were able to seal off the damaged module. They would spend the next few days and weeks fighting power losses, a spinning station, and an increasing amount of condensation on the inside of the station. 
Mike Full's oral history interview that was part of the Shuttle Mirror History Project gives us a first-hand account of just what it was like in the aftermath of the collision. After the initial collision and prepping the Soyuz capsule for an emergency return to Earth, the crew began to do what they could to mitigate the loss of atmosphere and return the station to an operational status. After spending a few minutes trying to get a hatch to seal off the damaged module, the crew was finally able to get a hatch in place. Full recalled that there is a leak on the other side of this, so I knew at this point we had isolated the leak because I could feel the hatch holding in and then the pressure stopped dropping in my ears. So I thought, hmm, I guess I'm not going home today. After the collision, Full also recalled that it's a whole matter of adaptation, and I guess that's the way my psychology works. In the space of five or ten minutes after an emergency, I will already be trying to make something positive out of what that situation has dealt me. I will link to the rest of the oral history in the show notes. It's a great interview with the conversation ranging from life in Russia at Star City in the late 1990s to the mission on Mir. One of the things I'm most excited about for future and current missions is the fact that astronauts and cosmonauts now have access to social media. They can share their experiences in real time, something that wasn't possible 20 years ago. Also, on this day in 1992, the space shuttle Columbia launched on what would be its longest mission up to that date. The shuttle crew conducted experiments on crystal growth, medical studies, and combustion experiments. The orbiter was originally intended to land at Edwards Air Force Base, but Hurricane Darby forced Columbia to land at Kennedy Space Center in July. Tomorrow, I've got the CSAT-A weather satellite, and the day after that, I'll have some more content for the Mir and shuttle missions. Thank you for listening to the show. Producing a daily podcast takes a lot of time, and I'd love if you could take just a minute to leave a review or ratings in Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think. It would be awesome if you would subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you know that loves history, space, or pop culture. If you're so inclined, you can ask me questions and chat on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix on pretty much any social media network. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.